Hi, are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNR TV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels, including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, for first-time subscribers, use promo code SIRS30 to save $5 for your first month. GNR TV, streaming done right. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, just Jason's mask. Welcome to another exciting episode of Horror with Surf Story. I got my guys, Greg and John, with me from the Nightmare Shop. Guys, how's it going? It's good. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm real so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was lighting up our blunt. <laughs> no problem with that. Hey, you know, it's good for you. Just saying. This is going to be that kind of podcast, guys, so it if you're not into it, you will be. There you, you go. will be. Just enjoy. You will be. Star Wars reference. No big deal. On to the war. <laughs> so, before we even get started, you guys will just tell me about your uh, show you guys had last weekend. How was how'd that go for you? Dude, we were up in the Quad Cities for Midwest Monster Fest. It was this dude, Jeff O'Neill, that put the whole fucking thing on. We celebrated the 45th anniversary of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre with three of the remaining cast members, John Dugan, Ed Neal, and Terry McMinn, and it was the shit. There was so much horror all around for two days. Can't wait till next year. It was awesome. Dude, I, you know, it was really our first con, um, you know, in that sense. We've done a lot of, like, late-night grindhouses and um, toy man shows and stuff like that, but we this is the first, like, straight horror con that we've done. And um, I think the coolest part is how every vendor was fucking genuine to each other. Like, no one was trying to undermine anybody. Everyone was having a good time. Everyone was trying to help each other out. It was just a really cool fucking atmosphere that I'll give all the credit to Jeff O'Neill and how he set it up. And, and all the vendors. Yeah, it was, it, so cool. it, it, was, it was cool to meet a couple of our heroes. And, you know, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but at the same time, it was just... Um, cool to be there and kind of like you know um, kind of breathe everything in and like for, for everyone to be you know um, as nice as they were and as open as they were I mean a lot of people you know could tell it was probably me and John's you know first con and we're like helping out and telling us where to go and mm-hmm. when we should be there in the mornings and I don't know it was just a, it was awesome 
um, experience and um, we'll be there next year for sure. And yeah. I, I know they're doing another Midwest Monster Fest mm-hmm. next year, so. Awesome. The, the, the Quad Cities were cool. Like, shout out to Moline, Illinois, where we stayed. That was a cool little town. That's, that's cool, though. I'm glad you guys, I'm glad that went good for you guys, real good for you guys. Oh, yeah. And I know you guys had a blast. And shout out to a local here in uh, St. Louis, Wyatt, Wyatt Weed, who was uh, the Predator in Predator 2, which was our first podcast with you, Sturdy. And uh, also to uh, Marcus Cope, yeah, who does the American Guinea Pig films, who signed a bunch of stuff for us that's available at the shop. Does a lot of FX, you know, for um, movies like um, Sacrifice and Bloodshock, The Song of Solomon, um, Bouquet of Blood and Gore. So um, does a lot of really cool, um, you know, simple effects, um, but super over the top, super gory, you know, right up our alley. He did some special effects for the FX contest they had at Midwest Monster Fest, which everyone who was in that killed it too. Um, And they were so simple but realistic like yeah. he did a bullet wound on this dude's forehead um and i mean it looked like the dude got shot in the face it was cool <clears throat> that's awesome yeah he- it was really fun and shout out to all the fucking cosplayers i've never seen that many cosplayers in one place there was some there was the, my favorite cosplayer at this thing was there this guy he a guy i say that i think it was a boy but you, you really couldn't tell because the cosplay was so well done. But it was a child, let's say, about eight or nine years old. Um, let's say eight to ten years old. Dressed up, I mean, to the nine, like Billy from Saw, and rode around on this tricycle. It was the fuck. It was the shit. Like, just didn't say a word the whole time. Was legit, like, into the role for someone to be, like, that young. and like, Didn't even smile. Yeah, buy into it. That's perfect. Um, it, we got a picture of him, and I, we ended up posting it on um, some social media. But, yeah, yeah, if you go um, to our Instagram, there's a whole, like, story of our weekend at Midwest Monster Fest. If you want to see some of those cool cosplayers, like Billy. That's but awesome. yeah, this this Billy was legit, and like the fact that they found this like cool like kind of um, tricycle for it to ride was just amazing. So it was it was cool to see that like right when we he he or Billy I should say turned the corner, me and John look at each other like, let's play a game. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. I I that's one thing I do love about these going to cons in general is the cosplayers. I'm just like wow. That's amazing. Are you a <coughs> Are you into the cosplay stuff? Do you dress up or do you and your wife dress up or at all? Or is that just a Halloween thing? No. Um we actually we really don't ever much. I think the only time we really did was my friend's Halloween my brother's Halloween party a few years ago. It was like a I don't really dress up much either. I enjoy it when I do. But there's I like seeing other people dressed up cuz yeah. like my creativity I'm going to like naturally sport the stuff we're selling yeah you know and wear stuff like that and uh that doesn't limit me but i'd rather do that now in the mm-hmm. sense of like i want people to really like it and then yeah. give us a like or give us a share i'm gonna um well I, i'm still well, thinking about it but i think i'm going to do it i just have to buy a pair of uh red sweatpants and a red hoodie but go as reckless reggie Part five, Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> the reckless. Perfect. That's genius. I just need. I just literally need the hoodie and the pants, and that's it. That'd be so awesome. It, the, I think the toughest part is 
nowadays everybody wears these skinny ass pants, and I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. me neither, dude. But the hoodie will be easy. The hoodie will be real easy to find. It's going to be the pants that may be the issue, but that's what I'm planning on doing for Scarecon. Man, I got a. Uh, you know, I'm going to start wearing these. Uh, my wife, Mackenzie, has now gotten me two horror hockey jerseys nice. from uh, this thing called Geek Jerseys, I think. Yeah. And uh, one's a Freddy Krueger that I got for my birthday. Okay. And then one is an alien, a xenomorph. Uh, from Alien, and uh, that's the kind of, like, dressing up I'd like to do in that sense. Oh, I know we're getting way off of, you know, your, your intro and our start, but, uh, oh, no, you know, we're good. We're good. Cosplay, man, it's it's a trip. It's so much bigger than it really what it is. used to be. Well, and with this being our first con, it's kind of our first, you know, like, it's really the first time we've gotten to see people that are, like, passionate and have the artistic ability so not only only are they like way into horror but yeah. then they want to show that through this this art that they can do you know it's something that i could honestly even if i if you know like even if i was crazy into cosplay i could never do it because i don't right. have the ability to like exactly you know make my own clothes or makeup you know it's crazy the thing these these people are like willing to do to themselves just because it's like hell yeah i love this character this is what i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be with my people dressed up as sam from trick-or-treat like that's Mm -hmm. fucking cool like good for you and i'll even go as far to say as like the body painters they had live body painters there wow and and this uh i believe it was one one woman and she painted up like three or four people that weekend, like their whole bodies from head to toe. See that? And like that like kind of cosplay is crazy, like Finn Balor kind of looking stuff. You I, know? Respect, yeah. I respect that art so much because one, I cannot do it at all, even if I wanted to. And it's just, I'm amazed by people's talent and I think it's awesome. I love it. I freaking love it. It makes you it makes you kind of appreciate and love horror a little bit more just the fact that you see people going above and beyond for something just for a movie that we all love you know we all love certain yeah. movies and they, they just they look as good as the damn movie some of them like what the f- yeah it, I agree it's like when Kevin McAllister from Home Alone two walked in that fucking toy store and got the turtle doves yeah. two turtle doves you know he was like this is the best place ever those. Cons and, like, stuff we do that is, like, very horror-infused, mm-hmm. uh, at least for us, like, here in the loop, is it's so much like that in the sense of, like, you, you're around, like Greg said, you're around your people and you're around, like, there's just a sense in the air, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, yeah. Even, there's even, like, a little bit of scariness, because, like, we've all seen the movies and these people are dressed up like them. It's like, oh, there's, you know, fucking Jason from Part mm-hmm. 3. Dude's carrying on a real fucking axe. He could hack my head off. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I I love those cons so freaking much, man. They're, They're so fun. I can't they really are. Need to go to one together. There was, the, there was one guy there that um, ended up purchasing a bunch of items, you know, from the Nightmare Shop. Um, was, like, crazy supportive of us, like, all weekend was coming up and, like, dude, I love what you guys do. This is great. Um, we were super thankful for it. He was a super nice guy, way into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so you got to talk to him a lot about that, which I'm, you know, I love Toby Hooper and everything he does, but, um, um, this guy ended up purchasing, we had like a, like a blood-stained, um, chainsaw prop 
and a um, um, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre mask from the the first one, the, the killing, killing the killing mask. Yep. And um, he ended up purchasing it, and then the next day showed up as Leatherface wearing our shit. That's and it was like, that's fucking awesome. You know, it was that was really cool. That's dope. I I think a lot of people, and I'm saying this to the listeners, when you buy something from vendors like a mask or clothing or something, and you it's an all weekend con, wear that the next day just to support it. Yeah, I try to do that all I can. Like last was, year, I bought shirts from a few vendors. I know I, I know I wore at least one or two of them because I bought it the first day. I think I wore one the second day and one the third day. But I made sure I was like, yeah, hey, cool shirt. Where'd you? Oh, I got it from that vendor over there. Go check them out. Fuck yeah, dude. And it means a lot. Like, it's the same as, like, you know what? Just, like, taking a card means a lot. I'm sure it's <laughs> oh, yeah. the same for the little guy or the big guy. Like, there were people there that were very, very well-known, and there were people like us who were doing our first con, and it was so cool to feel comfortable and everyone be approachable and, like, supportive of one another, and I think that was a big deal for us to experience, not only as a business, but as, like, fans. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the fans like? What are the customers like at, at this place? Like, are we going to be getting ripped off? Are we going to be very supportive, you know, like on the business end, but, like, yeah. on the, the customer and the fan and it is, is so fun. Because we've done cons where it, or shows where it's, like, you know, everyone fucking bogeys every once in a while. And we've done shows where it's, like, cool, we made overhead, but we didn't profit. And in this show... We didn't, like, make a killing, but it was our best show ever. And it was, for us, like, it meant so much, like I said, taking a car or, like, coming and taking pictures of our your cosplay with our shit. I know I'm starting to ramble about it, but, like, my passion runs deep, man. No, trust me, I get it. I get it 100%, like, with this podcast, man. It's, I have so much fun with it, handing out business cards. It's cool when people randomly hit me up, talking about, hey, I heard about your show. Will you guys review my movie? Um, it, of course. Hell yeah. Shit. Fuck yeah. That. Dude, you talk to some cool, cool people. You know what it is? I just, I'm not afraid to reach out to people. I'm not afraid of the word no. Like, if somebody's like, no, I'm not afraid or offended by it. No, okay, that's fine. Thank you for, thank you for your time. I'm going to go off to the next person, and hey, I get a lot more yeses than no's. But I've had a couple. That's of notes good though, man. That's, that's definitely a way to go about it. It's it's cool. It's good that you can do that. Like, there's times I feel like I can do that, and then there's other times I'm like, why the fuck do I give a shit so much right. that this didn't work out? You right. Know? It's good that you had that ability to be like, all right, fuck it, cool. On to the next one. Yeah. Like, for your time. I look at it like with some, they might be like, uh, some of them, just hey, this guy, you know, he doesn't have that big of a buzz yet. I'm cool with that. When I have a bigger buzz, if that's what the case is, they don't say that. I'm saying if that's what the case is, when I have a bigger buzz, come back and we'll see what happens. You know, let's do something yep. later on then. I'm not, like, I don't get offended by it because you shouldn't. And you shouldn't get mad about There's nothing to be mad about. There's nothing to be scared about. Just, hey, because if, you, if you're afraid of the word no, you're not going to take a risk or take a chance, I should say, as far as for me reaching out to somebody to come on the podcast. And I tell them, like, hey, you can also. If it's for an interview, let's say, come on here, I'll interview you. You're promoting all your stuff, and it's all free promo. Nothing's better than free promo. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's and it's fun. That's the main thing is it's fun. If I didn't have fun with this, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's you know, exactly pretty much what I was trying to say in a nutshell. Is like <laughs> every bit of it was fucking fun. 
Yeah. I, I you um, know I thought it was going to be you know. I always tend to get so you know before a really big show, man. I get anxious, dude, because it's like I can't you know I can't, I want to see how this is going to go and see how things are going to be you know for our business and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I just want to be there and I just want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. you know. So sometimes it's just like stepping out of the business side of it and being like, "This is so fucking cool that I'm a part of this," mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm like helping horror. Hell you know, yeah. this is this is what I want. And I'm hey, hey, I might you know someday to like be making a living off of, you know, something you love. You know, shit, dude, that, that's that's, a that's what it's all about. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I 100% agree with that. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a crazy passion, but I I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. It's yeah. Well, I I think horror fans are just as big as like your your Marvel cinematic fans and DC fans at, at this point. Like, it's it's just easier to talk about Iron Man at the water cooler than it is to talk about fucking you know basket case. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a great segue. <laughs> but you, you know it's cool that like everybody at my job that knows me know well, I wear a horror shirt to work every single day so they know I'm in the horror and they'll come up to me, some people come up to me like for it chapter 2 hey did you see it, chapter 2 yet what you think of it da, 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 da. I'm like yeah I seen it I thought it was great or whatever and other horror movies and just as a matter of fact the other day Friday the 13th I was sitting at my computer and they gave me a new computer it's like an all in one computer and it has a camera on it and I happened to bring my Jason mask to work that day. Hell yeah! <laughs> so I put I put the mask on and took a picture, and one of my higher ups caught me doing it. She's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I'm getting ready. I was like, I'm getting ready to work. Don't worry." She's like, "Okay, that's fine." But uh, she asked me to look something up for. Her. I forgot what. She wasn't mad. She didn't care. She just laughed. But again, I took. I just I just it just felt necessary. So like that's my new. When people message me at work or whatever, that's like my new um face thing is my face wearing me wearing the jason mask from part seven (laughs) that's awesome it just felt necessary you know i had to be professional that day you had to it's business man yeah exactly it's life oh you had the part seven one too oh i love there's something about jason lives dude it's so bad it's like i i know i know that like everyone talks you know about hotter and I get it and everything, but like there's some about Jason Liz, there's some about the way CJ Graham holds oh, it he, together. He did it's good. Just, that Jason to me was the most badass slash scariest. That's the one Jason like CJ Graham. Like I, I did not want to fuck with that Jason. <laughs> I, he sparked me up against the wall with that. <laughs> uh, I feel like they all did a really good job playing Jason, though. I mean, I know Kane's my favorite, but I, nobody did a bad job playing Jason. Which I, I agree. Good and that is not and that is not a, any slander at Kane. Oh, no, it's I know. Just, there's something about, you know, I, I just think C.J. Graham doesn't get, get enough cred because that d- Jason lives. At one point, he's fucking surfing on an RV that flipped on its side. Beat <laughs> your heart awesome off, Keanu. <laughs> that was an awesome part right there. I got to admit that. That'd be one of the coolest, like, blown-up posters if you still framed that shot when they zoom out. Yeah, dude. Like, blow that up and put it on your wall. That'd be dope. <laughs> that would be. Okay, hell yeah. He looks like the Statue of Liberty up there, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, you know, maybe a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, on to part eight. There you go. Takes Manhattan. <laughs> dude, that was, like... J- 
Jason Takes Manhattan was one of the first fucking horror movies, one of the first movies I had ever seen in my life. I think it was like three and a half or four. And that scene where they're on the ship, um, they're on the ship a long time, actually. Mm. So uh, the scene where he hits the chick in the face with a guitar. Yes. You know, and like, they don't really show it, but that he swings. I remember being that young and turning around and being like, oh my God! <laughs> and like... You know, she was just gone, and that, that was, like, one of the first times I realized, like, oh, he's killing these people. Like, yep. he's making these people go away. And uh, that led to me watching the series as I, you know, was Got going it. into grade school. That's beautiful. It was. It's Actually, one of my favorite movies. Actually, one of the scenes that, like, always sticks with me in horror, like, every time someone says, like, oh, man, this is what got me into horror, there are certain things that like i instantly think of text chains on massacre actually is one of them that's one of like the scariest movies to this day to me and um i remember watching that at a young age and that's just uh, i'm scaring the fucking piss out of me but still scares um, me you know just it's pretty much a movie about what crazy white people can do when they have, <laughs> when they have time on their hands okay yep. um, when I, they run the city that's, <laughs> when they're yeah. not making chili man um but the, there's that scene in manhattan where like jason's fucking face is like melting off because of all that i guess like toxic waste and shit mm-hmm. like that that scene scared the shit out of me when i was a kid i remember being like oh my god you know all we could, cause like a couple scenes before that, you know, they show the back of his head and he like flips up his mask to scare those kids that yeah. are like, you know, that was and cool. you, don't, you don't see his face. So I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I, I, what does his face look like? And then all of a sudden, a couple scenes later, boom, they show his face melting off. You're just like, holy shit. That was, that whole scene was crazy. Like when throwing up in the sewer, Kane really made himself throw up for that scene. That's just. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. That's cool as fuck. But the, we- the weird part about that scene, though, that you were just explaining, is when, like, he melts and he's like a kid shivering in the sewer. That, that yeah. always throws uh. me off. That that right there, I felt like they didn't need to do that at all. They could have just yeah. had him down there in the I sewer. agree. Like, there, there was no need to, sh- like, you know, like, what was the point? Like, you could have just had him fucking melt away and boom, what a cool ending. We melted Jason. They yeah. showed him as a child again in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. When, you know, it like is raining, they're fighting in the boiler room. That and kind of worked, He though. sticks his fucking blade in his temple. Yep. I love, that's one of my favorite, like, parts of that movie. I think it kind of worked, because, you know, Freddy, you know, he was in this dream. Yeah. So it totally works. For Manhattan, though, it is kind of like, I wonder why they decided to just, oh, and now we're going to give a vision of a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, well, yeah. why is there, man? Being from New York, Sturdy, did, uh, did Manhattan mean a little more to you? Because if Jason came to St. Louis, I'd be bragging about it all the fucking time. <laughs> if, well, as a kid, when I watched it, not, I didn't even really think about it like that. I was just like, another fucking awesome Jason movie. And, yeah, um, a lot of movies are made in New York, right? And I'm not from the city. Of, I'm not from New York City, though. I'm like three or four hours away from it, so it doesn't have the same effect that it would that's you know, somebody that lives true. in an actual... Yeah, true. Right there. But if, like, Jason took Potosi, Missouri, I'd still be pretty <laughs> fucking scared. I'll tell you what, if Jason took Schenectady, that, now that, I'd be there for it. Yeah, I was telling you before we went on, I don't know how the fuck you write Schenectady. It was so hard. <laughs> it's easy. Uh, S-C-H-E-N-E-C-T-A-D-Y, like I said earlier. 
Yeah, that's really <laughs> yeah, cool, dude. Real fucking easy. Whatever. R e s p e c t. I think that's one of the towns that The Office was filmed in. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I wish. Oh man. But then Jason went to space, man, and like the whole. Well, I guess he didn't go directly to space, did he? Jason goes to hell and then space. Yeah, he went to hell first, and then he goes to space, X style. And uh, that one, I don't know why, uh, but it's definitely in like my top three Friday the Thirteenth. Really? Yeah. Actually, my favorite mask is in Jason X. The Uber Jason? It's not the Uber. J- I do. I don't mind that mask. That's like that's like the Uber Jason always is like Shredder on fucking steroids or something. <laughs> Super Shredder, man. Shredder uh, loses his mind, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm reaping the benefits. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, uh, but yeah, like my favorite fucking Friday Thirteenth mask is actually in the beginning of Jason X when, like, David Cronenberg goes in to talk to him and Kane kind of has that mask on. Um, It's pretty much the mask he has before he turns, you know, Mm -hmm. into, like, Super Jason. But that that mask before is, uh, yeah, that's my favorite Friday 13th mask. Nice. Mine is Seven. Seven's great, dude. That's my favorite look of Jason. Is that New Blood? Is Seven New Blood? Yeah. Yep. Where he's got, like, the chain... Around his neck, yep. right? There's a chain around his neck, and that's with uh, yeah. Tina, the girl with the telekinesis. Yeah, bro, guys, that's the that might be one of the craziest, like how he was brought back to life was the telekinesis chick, <laughs> like getting pissed and running out there and like cursing at the lake, just like yep. you know, oh, very convenient, very convenient, <laughs> sir sturdy. And my favorite, my favorite resurrection was was Liv's. I get which is six, you know. So oh yeah, that no, that was dope. The, the Frankenstein, you know, kind of rising, you know, with the electricity and shit like that, like mm-hmm. the whole reference and everything. I thought that was the coolest, you know, um, resurrection. I guess. Well, there's so many people there too. When it yeah, there was. He kind of had a little, you know, crowd right there. Yeah, it was cool. It was very like, this is happening. Holy shit. Tommy fucked it all up. Uh, hell yeah, he did. <laughs> what a fucking... Ah, oh, man. Uh, you know, whatever. That was my favorite Tommy, though. And you know what was crazy? What's funny is looking back at that movie, you don't think about it as a kid, obviously. But watching that movie as an adult, you're like, why the fuck was that grave so damn shallow? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dude, like, there's so many things, like, with any of those movies, you know, in that sense, like, yeah. it's crazy. It, but you, yeah, I, that's one of the first things I thought of. Like, dude, I would have fucking. Why was he not buried a hundred feet into the ground and yeah. cremated first, and then poured with? Yeah, had concrete poured up all the way. You know, like this is ridiculous. Take him to space and throw him out the window. Sacrifice one astronaut. It's not gonna hurt. NASA has a lot of money. Yeah, or just shoot him in orbit. Unless the by astronauts, Ellen Ripley. Then that's a movie. Oh man! <laughs> shoot him in the, shoot him Take in the space by himself. Simple. <laughs> so on the basket case. <laughs> oh yeah! Right, basket, yeah, basket case. case yes. Cool. <laughs> first time watch for me. We don't even have to get real crazy with it, but uh, first time watch for me. Uh-huh. I had I did have some fun with it. First now, time. Yeah. Now was that uh? Little thing in the basket was that like the guy's brother or something? Yeah, yeah, that uh, was his like uh, Belial. Yeah, 
Siamese. Almost like, I would almost call, like, Belial's more like a fucking tumor. Yeah. That happened, you know, and and was cut off this dude, and it happens to have, you know, know, can can make conscious decisions and fucking kill people and scream throughout the fucking movie. Screams the whole time. This thing screams the whole movie. (laughs) And it's claws. Holy shit. That's the main thing I remember every time I think of this movie is, like, the face scratching and, like, how sharp this little bastard's hands were, man. <laughs> the thing was incredibly strong. I mean, it, this dude could just break bones like there was nothing. Yo, it picked the brother by his fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holding <laughs> his hair. I mean, what the... F- First of all, that guy wasn't in enough pain because if somebody picks you up by your balls like that, I would probably just pass out, or I'm dying right, uh, like right there. There's uh, no gonna be kill me. Yeah, and now Lord, I think that pain alone would just kill me. Probably pass out, cry, and just be dead. <laughs> just be dead. <laughs> That'd be it. What did you think of Dwayne in the movie? Main guy, Dwayne. Let me. See. I knew something. Well, obviously, I knew that the thing was in the basket, but I knew something was like something just kind of seemed off of him throughout the whole movie. And he wanted, I felt like he wanted to be good, like he wanted to have a good life and couldn't really have a life because of his brother. Well, <laughs> the reason I ask is because he's in all fucking three of them and only gets better in my opinion. Uh, I, gotta watch, I gotta watch the other two. He's so over the top and he's so like, ah, ah, like just like so high pitched and yeah. so you know, contradictory to how you think this character should be acting, and like he's being so cool with just taking this thing around to kill people, pretty much. And then in, in the later, you know, in the sequels, it gets so crazier with him. It's interesting too because like Dwayne's almost the worst of the two. You yeah. know, like he, you know, in a sense that he has this crazy fucking secret and lures people back to his room, and like, un. Uh, there's many a times he releases Belial to have a wrongdoing done in his favor, you know. So it's like it's not like you know Dwayne's all innocent over there with oh, the giant no. scar on his side. Like fuck that, you know. He's he's fucked up a little bit. He's, he's very socially fucked up. A lot like Julia from Hellraiser. Yes, yes. Kind of has people like, to kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Frank. Yeah, you're right about that. He's. He's definitely out there, and I'm just like, man, you're fucking it up. You could have got some, you fucked that up, because that thing jumped out the thing screaming and yelling. Oh, yeah, that thing tried to get down, man. And then he threw, oh, that was later. But the, the thing was, he threw the chick out the room. Like, just imagine, I'll be throwing that thing out the room. Like, look, I got to take I gotta take care of business. <laughs> Swinging like vines in the Amazon. I know, it's dirty. <laughs> or, um, I... That wicker basket, it was just funny, because it was just like a little wicker basket. I'm like, this thing, those things aren't really that strong. (laughs) Oh, I know, that was another, that was like a huge hole, you know, in the plot was like, you're telling me that this thing can fucking fling dudes around by their bean sack, but can't get out of a fucking wicker basket? Like, what are we talking here? Yeah, with the lock on it. Come on, now, you could bust through that basket easily. Like, that, that. that now that I think about it, that was another funny. That's another funny thing because he just you know when he had the lock on it, I'm like okay, but you could still bust through. The, I've broken these type of things plenty of times, not on purpose. They're just you know, <laughs> it happens. 
<laughs> you think Master Lock, you know, it's 2019. Come on. You're yeah. a lock. I mean, I, I guess it wasn't 2019 back then, but you know, 1982, what can you do? <laughs> Something better than that. Put it in a metal box. Yeah. Put that thing in a fucking bag and tape it up and put it in a river. Should have killed. That thing is fucking. It, it should have been killed. I know that you know. I'm not saying I'm over here just being like, yeah, abort, abort, abort. All I'm saying is that thing in particular <laughs> should have been killed. I agree. Should have been aborted. It's freaking nature. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I really like director Frank um, Hindenlotter. I think that he's done a lot of cool stuff, and since he's, I know he's also done. Um, like Frankenhooker and Brain Damage and other movies that yeah he wrote Basket Case too really all three of them or just the first one um I know he wrote the first one I'm not sure if he wrote the second or third I'm pretty sure he directed this I don't know I I thought he directed all of them but he wrote and directed the second one and the third one was also him but a guy named Robert Martin helped write the third one other than that Frank Henlotter is Basket Case. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely got to watch those other two because it was, a, again, fun movie, entertaining. I'll probably go back and rewatch the first one again, sober, so I can kind of <laughs> pay attention to it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, dude, it, it is one of those movies, though, that you can kind of watch and laugh and, like, yeah. Oh, dude, talk about it, 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 it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun, you know, like, I, it's never at any point are you, like, scared or terrified, oh, you're more, like, you know, like, you know, just staring in amazement. It's a grindhouse <laughs> flick. I love a lot of the stop motion stuff, too, like, you know, when they're showing Belial, like, crawl on the floor, and, like, yeah. I love that stop motion shit. Yeah, I, I like that, too, when he jumped off the table or whatever, jumped off the dresser, yeah. and then you see him moving around on the floor. Yeah. It moves so fucking weird, though. I was so damn confused. I was like, how's this bastard moving? <laughs> it moves. I think that's part of the, the uh, you know, the suspense or the, the, you know, the I don't know of it. Like, you know, why does Hannibal Lecter eat people? You know, you don't really know. He's just fucking crazy, man. How does this thing walk around? I don't know. It just fucking does. We taste good with Chianti, I guess. Yeah. Litter and fiber beans. And then he, that thing rapes that girl later in the movie. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, no, okay. He fucking like he literally eats her vagina. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. He did. And at first, I didn't realize it was the thing. I ha- I kind of had an idea because you've seen it like reaching its grab her titty with its hand, and I could have sworn the hand looked regular. And then you go back and see the guy in bed sleep. And I'm like, wait a minute, is he dreaming, having a real vivid dream? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it, it's almost like he could, like, convince the dude and the girl, like, that he looked like, you know. It's almost like, you know, he had this ability to, like, Jedi mind trick these people. Yeah, because like, his eyes lit up. Yeah, he, like red, he almost had this, like, hypnotism ability, like, where he could kind of, like, brainwash you for a little bit and make you think you were seeing or talking to somebody else. It's dim light, man. Can't, you can't hook up in dim light for the first time. You need all the lights on. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes plenty of sense. You gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, you're not gonna know where everything is. And then after you're that, you're stuff you don't like, and then we can affect the situation again. <laughs> but yeah, this... What did you guys think of the movie, though? I mean, what was your... Oh, I mean, I've always liked this movie. I actually got this movie as a gift from... Uh, Gutsy Greg over here nice. for like my seventeenth or eighteenth 
maybe 19th birthday, somewhere in that area. Um, and I hadn't heard of it till then. And uh, I remember watching it, and I think he got me all three of them, actually. And uh, I remember watching it, like, within two days, watching all three of them. Mm-hmm. And being like, dude, that is, like, a very original, very underrated, very still-holds-up kind of deal. Because, like, in my opinion, that era of movies and, like, when you're doing it in big cities, like, that's what the city looked like when I grew oh, up. Yeah. So, like, it's very relatable. And, like, the way it's shot, it's almost like <laughs> I'll compare it to... Uh, Remember the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live yes. action movie? And, like, how New York City looked? Like, that's how New York City still looks to me. Yeah. And, like, this movie was, very, you know, like, eight years before that, and it looked like it did. And, like, they always say, like, if you're not from New York, it's always like, oh, New York's filthy, and there's rats, and there's people, and nothing but yellow cabs. So, like, that's what I think of. <laughs> and, uh... So for me, it was very comforting to watch all three of them, and it's like still a movie. I'll re- it's not like by any means <clears throat> um, above a B-rated movie, but it's one of my favorite B-rated trilogies. Oh, it was good. It was fun, like I said. And a uh, quick question for both of you guys. Here's a quick trivia question since you mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 1. Oh. What movie was Raphael leaving in that? And the line he said was, where did they come up with this stuff? And they showed the they showed the sign. Oh shit! I don't know. Because while he was up there, they were watching like the famous turtle and hare race. No, it was the... it was when he went for the walk on his own at night. It was right before he fought Casey Jones. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had the trench coat on. Um. Was it critters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, like, look, again, looking, watching that movie as an adult, you know, when I'm a little bit older, looking back, I'm like, holy shit, that is so cool. That's one thing I love about the 80s movies, how they'll throw other movies in there. Even if they're taking a little dig at it, they're still putting it out there. So now, I'm sure back in the day when that movie came out, people went to go watch Critters just because of that scene right there. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm 100% sure of that. But I was just, I was like, that's so fucking cool. And then, where do they come up with this stuff? The movie was weird. (laughs) Dude, it is fucking weird. Raphael's badass. I'm just putting that. Is Raph your favorite? Uh, as I got older, yeah, he's definitely the most relatable. <laughs> what the fuck's everyone doing? I'm out. I lost the sign. Yep, but I can get it back. I can get it back. He ended up getting it back, though. He wasn't lying. He did. Who's your favorite, dude? I don't really have one. It's, I know as boring as that sounds, but it's just. I had Kevin Eastman draw Donatello in my book, though. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool as fuck. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the story I was telling you earlier about me and my brother with the machetes touching tips. Yeah. The same time we met, we met Kevin Eastman. That's so cool, man. And he was doing. Wow. He was actually signing autographs for free, which was oh, wow. amazing. And I think you could donate, which I know we did. I forgot what what he was. All the proceeds were going to free. Free uh, autographs, so people were still donating. I forgot what it was going to, but like all the proceeds were going towards that. So of course you got to support that. But that was awesome. That was that was a a beautiful moment. Oh, I bet Donatello was always my favorite dude. Like especially in the old cartoon, I love that. Like Donatello was you know always driving the bus or Mm. you know the blimp, whatever. It was Donatello driving it, man. Yeah. Oh man, I missed. I got I have that cartoon, the whole box set. On, um, the FHE cartoons? 
the DVD. It's on DVD, and it's the uh, the truck that they drive around. That's, oh, what, that's, that's cool. what the big case is, and the DVD's like kind of like the trash truck or whatever it looked like. Like they that could shoot like you know pizza. Yeah, pizzas. yeah, yep. something oh, like that. That thing was cool. But yeah, that was it. Was good to see that. It was good to get that. But I'm glad you guys got that critters thing. That was that was clutch. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. At first, I was just like, "Wait, what movie?" Because I thought you were talking about the one where he like goes up on the roof and they're watching like the tortoise in the air. Um, <laughs> come on, Ninja Turtle! Yeah, Ninja kick, 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 kick the damn rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> damn, um, but yeah, because I, I remember even as a kid, I was just like, "Oh, I bet that movie's good." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what was your um, what was your favorite scene in Basket Case besides the titties? <laughs> I had to say that because that was definitely one of mine. <laughs> oh shoot! You want you want to go? Um, sure. Um, I say that the first time you kind of see Belial peek out of of the basket. Yeah. You know, for what? And it's, it's very similar to like the cover of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is that the cover of the movie of him peeking out? Um, I just like that whole kind of like. They don't show them all at first, and you only catch glimpses and sounds up until that point. And then when he finally pops out and starts scratching people's faces, like Freddy Krueger, uh, that that I, that I don't even really remember what scene, what happened in the scene, other than like I just remember seeing him when I watched the movie and being like, oh, "Fucking gross, Greg." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I think my favorite scene is, like, them kind of falling out the window. Oh, and, yeah. you know, he's ho- holding on to, like, Belial's hand, and then Belial's hanging on that, like, sign that they kind of foreshadow throughout the whole movie. They show the front of that building with that sign, uh-huh. you know, like, throughout the movie. And then so he falls out the window, they're both falling out, and there's, like, it's just very, um, you know, a lot of symbolism with, like, how he's, like, they're kind of holding on to each other. Mm-hmm. Just live, you know. They kind of live for each other. They kind of die for each other. <clears throat> so in that sense, it's an interesting relationship that they have. But at the same time, like, I mean, the the two, even to death, you know, were were super loyal to each other. It's just one got pissed off because he wanted to. Well, here comes a girl, and she ruins everything. This dude falls in love over some, you know, you know, yeah. just didn't want him to be happy, man. He thought. You know, if you really think about it, Belial was probably more like, dude, if this dude leaves me for this chick, or if this chick finds out about me, <laughs> I'm awful. <laughs> like, I need, I need to end it. Yeah, it makes sense, hey. You see how upset Timon and Pumbaa were, Pumbaa were and when, you know, Nala and Simba first got back together? Yeah, what was all that about? Dude, they were cock-blocking, okay? Nala looked good. But... <laughs> and it, <laughs> it ended up working out for him, you know. Yeah, totally should just waited for you know, see what happened with his brother and the girl. It could have worked out for them too, but he, if, he ruined it. By the way, if you're Timon and Pumbaa, you talk about falling in a pile of shit and coming out smelling like roses. These motherfuckers, okay, <laughs> happened to stumble upon some fucking lion in an oasis Little that they live in, lion. by the way, where they just eat delicious bugs mm-hmm. and catch fireflies and talk to thunderclouds and shit like that. <laughs> you know, they befriend this king lion, this, you know, 
they, he leaves, goes in, and, and gets back what is his, and then they just get to live in Pride Rock because they befriend this one. They're like jesters. It's a bunch of bullshit is what yeah. it is. And it's I'm sick lot. of Timon and Pumbaa and the free ride. So I'm going to throw Zazu in there too. Fuck that long beak <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Just a pest. You're telling me, Zazu, that you couldn't squeeze between one of those two rib cages and escape and go get help for Pride Rock? Right, dude. You're you blue J motherfucking cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, he should have got out of there, but... Yeah, it's bullshit. Dude, right. Singing like a chump. He liked Scar. He loved Scar. Probably a little too much, so that's all I gotta say about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, we got way off track. What did you think of Basket Case, dude? Like, what were... I, I I thought it was fun. I'm trying to think of my favorite scene. You both picked good scenes, so I'm gonna have to. I'm trying to think of something different. I did enjoy the kills. Like I loved the blood in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 80s blood songs good. It was it was real fun. Like when he killed the uh, I can't remember the doctor's name, but the one doctor that the main guy called called him on the phone or whatever, and he was yeah. he had the uh, what do you call those? You know the old school card holders. The rotary ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking through those, that doctor right there. You see him just dead laid out like that. And the whole, the the funny thing was the whole time I'm watching this movie, watching it, watching it, watching it. If you guys, I'm sure you guys both noticed this. You don't hear any police sirens until the end of the fucking movie. I'm like, one, this is New York City. (laughs) In the 80s. (laughs) Right. And then two, so many fucking people got killed and nobody even... Because people would, after somebody dies, somebody comes in the room and starts screaming, and that was it. I'm like, you're not going to call the cops? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true. Like, um, like throughout the movie, all this shit goes down in this building. All the neighbors go out. They're nosy as fuck. They, they see everything. They yeah. see people screaming, yelling, running up and down the steps. People are dying. Where are the police? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I, I, I don't exactly. know. Is this... Is this New York or is this Detroit? You know, make your mind up. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was expecting, like, Robocop to show up all of a sudden and be like, dead or alive. That would have been shit. That would have been hilarious. But I'm just like, where the fuck are the police this whole time? Yeah, is this like the Peachtree Apartments in Dread? Like, how come there is no law? What's going on? Oh, dude. Those apartments were fucking terrible. <laughs> they did not upkeep well. No, they didn't. Fucking Judge Dredd, man. I think people like it's one of those movies where you're expect you, you you know you're expecting this movie to be so bad yet but good but then you watch the movie and you're like no this is a legit this is a good fucking movie yeah it was it was better than I thought it'd be and I when I watched it I'm just like okay yeah this is fun this is really yeah. really fun and now I gotta watch the other two to see how fun those two were oh they're great man. <laughs> You can purchase them at uh, the Nightmare Shop LLC dot com. <laughs> yeah, all three. That's see, that's a smart plug. DVD or Blu-ray? Uh, Blu-ray. Boom. Hear that, people? Blu-ray. Arrow. Uh, I think the first one's like an Arrow slip cover, and then the other two, I think, are is that Blue Underground? Or? I think it's Synapse Films. Synapse. That's right. Nice. Nice. They're really cool. But they're they're fun, man. They, they, all three of them have that same feel. Yeah, that would be a cool freaking toy prop. The, oh, in the basket? Yeah, the basket and then the little guy just, even if it's just the basket about yay big, let's say this big. Oh, that's perfect. And then yeah. having the thing just holding the basket up, peeking out. 
Like it doesn't uh, need to be. Uh, it doesn't yeah. need to be huge, but uh, whoever can do that needs to get it done because I don't have yeah, that. Chance. I fully support that. We'll sell it at the shop if someone makes it. Because that would be awesome. I think I've heard other people talking about that. That that would be a cool toy or cool prop, whatever you want to call it. Cool figure. That'd be cool. I think what Greg said, like if you could get the action figures hanging from the sign, like just give them a fucking like half building and a sign and the two action figures. Yeah. It has to be that sign, though. It can't be just a random sign, people. Yeah, it can't say, like, consume on it. It can say Horror Research 30, though. <laughs> Hell yeah, Hell yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know, you gotta... I gotta say that a little bit. But, um... I know you guys would recommend this movie because you guys recommended it to me. I know you guys would watch this movie again. What's one thing you would change about this movie? If anything. Uh, Dwayne's hair. <laughs> that's fair I think it goes short by the third one but like in this one like yeah the, nah, that fro I wasn't digging it He's Dwayne looks like a nerdy Ray Liotta <laughs> that's how he looks in this movie it's the 80s though I think honestly I would have um, I think it would have been interesting to use the hypnosis a little more. You know, the fact that when his eyes were grown, he could, like, trick people and manipulate people. Yeah. It would have been cool if he could, like, manipulate people to, like, kill for him. So he didn't even have to leave the fucking basket. He could just sit there and glow his eyes, and all of a sudden, dude, these people were, like... And then all of a sudden, you got, like, a slasher movie going on. Slash, slash creature feature. That would have been interesting. I yeah. would say, um... Less screaming. <laughs> I will say that like I love this movie but there are points where I get kind of anxious when I watch it because there's so much screaming going on it makes you like uncomfortable almost you're watching it and you're just sitting there like oh god like this is horrible like this thing up there is just fucking <laughs> screaming bloody murder the whole time and it's got those crazy fucking eyes yeah <laughs> see the crazy eyes was cool the, the main thing with the screaming for me was because I was watching it downstairs and my wife sleeps, so I have to keep, like, looking over. I'm like, I hope she doesn't wake her up. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so I, at certain points, I, t- I had the TV turned up because some of the dialogue was quiet. And then a motherfucker starts screaming out of nowhere. I look over, and she's still knocked out, but I turn it down a little bit more. I'm just like, come on, now enough with the damn screaming. And all the, like, they didn't solve anything by screaming. Again, nobody called the police. <laughs> nobody called a paramedic. They just screamed. And, but, hey. And, I like, he walked around New York with that fucking locked basket a lot in the movie. Like, he did. No, no one, like, heard or saw, like, hey, this dude's carrying around a baby in a locked fucking bassinet. New Yorkers are just like, ah, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, we, that, that's, that's true about New York. You really don't pay attention to much. Not that you don't pay attention, you just don't really care, I guess. So don't bring our kids to New York. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Watch out, Kern. No, you can bring them. Bring them. Okay. I... I don't have them, but Greg looks concerned. Uh, I mean, I'm, it's not a huge deal if I happen to lose a couple. It's not a big deal. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> New York sounds all right. Don't worry, black people don't kidnap that you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's actually, but you, to be honest. White people are responsible for most crimes. <laughs> It's fucked up. There's always some white guy behind it all. It's just fucked Jason, up. Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers. All right. 
Jason was a hero, though. He was just a misunderstood individual. Freddy, eh, he, I can't explain what he did. Yeah, he's gross. That's our Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> our Freddy. <laughs> That's fucked up. I, mean, I, look, oh, I never got, thought he did. Freddy Krueger, F K R Kelly, R K. Coincidence? Nope. You have you have like a boiler room or a closet, you know? <laughs> pretty much. Oh, I'm sure both can get pretty uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. R. Kelly has a Beretta. Freddy has a glove. <laughs> R. Kelly also has that mask. Freddy has the hat. True. Oh, man. And they were both cast out by their towns. Yeah. They got more in common than you think. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to. They should burn R. Kelly alive. <laughs> No, I don't, we don't want that because he's going to come back yeah. more powerful and peeing on yeah. people. Yeah, come back. It again. probably wouldn't be on Elm Street. It'd probably be on, like, I don't know, Preschool Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of grade school. Is yeah. there a big grade school over there? Burnham Middle School. <laughs> oh, guys, don't ever go to that Truman Elementary. <laughs> There's a guy that walks around and he looks at the girl. I swear to God. I think peace. the other day he was pissing on one. <laughs> yeah, I hear he waits till they're asleep, so all these kids are drinking coffee. <laughs> trying to stay awake. They're trying to stay awake. He wears um, a brown hat. right when their eyes close. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wish Henry was on this one, too. He would have been going along with this so much. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. That was hilarious. I'm not sorry for that at all. <laughs> oh, shit. And that's why this podcast is so fucking fun, because we do shit like that, which is just <laughs> out of nowhere. Earlier, me and Hunter were talking about applesauce. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it has a delicious treat. Applesauce, dude. Well, chunky or smooth? Yeah. Are you a chunky guy or a smooth guy? <sighs> Either or. Really? <laughs> yeah. As long as it's sweet. <laughs> It all comes out the same way, huh? Exactly. Dude, chunky makes me chunky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, I, it's like I got chowder coming out that way. <laughs> See, I don't have those issues with applesauce. A bunch of other stuff, but not applesauce. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Never mind then. <laughs> there's, there's some fried chicken downstairs. <laughs> oh man! Holy oh shit! In a basket. Smell yeah. Good. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, I was th- I was thinking like because Basket Case it, it's one of those fun movies and it, mm-hmm. it, it I do kind of you know we were talking about critters earlier I compare it to like a critters almost based on size and kind of like how the movie's filmed and how it's fun and I could this sounds weird it, it, as gory as Basket Case is. You know, if you remember, Critters was pretty fucking gory. And I remember, like, my parents thinking, like, oh, it's Critters, it's for kids. <laughs> you know, like, so, I, you know, like, do you think, like, because the, there's all these kind of emergence of monsters with, the, you know, like, the monsterverse with what's going on with, like, the new Godzilla movies, and mm-hmm. you got, you know, the new Cloverfields, um, but the Pacific Rims. Um... Do you think that at some point those mid-range to small monsters are going to come back? You think, you know, like, it, and if they do come back, you know, which ones would you love to see again? Ooh. I guess, shit, to start off with that, Basket Case, I'd love to see that remade. Oh, that'd be great. I think if someone 
nowadays did it, it would be, it would be fantastic. As long as they still use you know simple effects. Yeah, uh, yeah. No oh, yeah. CGI, you know, it'd be it'd be fantastic. Use the practical effects. But I just think like they can make the the blood look good for its time. I think they can make that look a lot better and make like the cuts, the wounds. Just because people want to do more with makeup, the cuts and the wounds on people's faces That's and all that kind of better. But I would still want it. I don't know. Would you got if okay? Say if they redid Basket Case, would you want it in these times or would you want it back in the eighties? I think I'd still want it back in the eighties. I think that would make the most sense. I know that sounds weird, but like I feel like you know. It's kind of like what you said. Like, in the 80s, no one really gave a fuck. Where if they were to do it now, I feel like people would have their phones whipping out and be like, try and, like, do a video. Or, like you said, call the cops or something like that. I think in the 80s, some of that stuff is easy to, like, overlook. Or yeah. Forget. Yep. Because, like, people in the 80s didn't really give a shit. People in the 80s just wanted to do cocaine and have fun and all that stuff. I would say that, and then, like, nowadays, how you're saying people would pull up their cell phones and maybe call the cops. I think the first thing to do is try to record what's going on or that thing. Yeah. It'd be like a live feed on, on the gram. Yeah, it yeah. would be, which is crazy. <laughs> I think 80s is definitely a way to go. And I think that, that your director would be Adam Green. I think Adam Green could totally, you know, the guy that does the Hatchet movies, could totally oh, pull yeah. off a basket case type movie, kind of keep the humor in it and keep the simple effects. I agree. That would be, that would be really fun. So yeah, somebody bring back basket case now. I would say Chud. Oh, Chud. I think if they remade Chud or even did a third Chud, well, I don't care if you continue it or not, but just bring back the original Chud monsters and, uh, instead of like having them pretty much possess Bud and, uh, (laughs) Redo that, and I think someone like Andy Muschietti should do it. Oh, that'd be great. He's because, great. Uh, he's really good with like you know he could he's good at creating monsters. Yeah. Well, and Chud's perfect too because that's another movie that kind of takes place in New York mm-hmm. and has the and and it has these crazy like you know underground dwells where, where, where like all these homeless almost communities where all these homeless people live in the sewers and stuff like that. Which you know like that's just I don't know that'd be That'd be interesting if someone did it for that. Yeah. yeah. And I would want John Goodman to be in it. John Goodman and or Daniel Stern would be the shit. Yeah, like have them, you know, maybe not be in it, but maybe be at like the round table when they're deciding what to do or not. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I, for me, I love Gremlins. Like, I think I loved those as a Hell kid. Yeah. I, I still love it to this day. Yeah. And I would love to see, like, a, a Jeff Doherty. Aren't they making a new Gremlin? Th- that's the rumor. The rumor is Jeff Doherty wants to almost just do a sequel, a continuation, like Gremlins mm-hmm. 3. Um, and that's the. But I haven't seen much else other than just hearsay. Oh, okay. But I think that that would be a perfect pick, especially after, like, you know, his movies like Trick or Treat and Krampus and a lot of the cool effects that he did in Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think that Doherty's on a great path, and I think Gremlins could be a cool, you know, um, a cool shout-out movie for him, and so a oh, movie where yeah. he can show his skills, but at the same time kind of give thanks to, you know, the, those type of, you know, directors that did those cool, simple, effect 80s movies, you know, and stuff like that. Okay. And I think Gremlins, you could totally fit into a modern day. 
Okay. I mean, I could yeah. absolutely see Gizmo fucking around with a tablet. Like, that that would be something, you know. It'd be adorable. Or, or, like, picking up a Nintendo Switch, you know, with Stripe, you know, and something yeah. like that. I agree. I agree with you 100% on that. That's that's one of those movies I feel can come out now and work now and now's times. And then you could say the actual, the other gremlins and shit, fucking shit up, fucking with. Kind of similar to how, in the new Chucky, how he was fucking with the new technology. Yes. Similar to that, but them not being connected to it, them just messing with shit. Yeah, just to I, do it. I, I think it's I don't know. It'd be per, it'd be it's just a continuation. Like just keep the original two. You don't have to do any more explaining. You wouldn't have to do a lot of character development. You no. could just continue it and and um, have it evolve. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Did you I watch the new Child's Play? I loved it. I liked it too, and I thought I was gonna fucking hate it. I went in there with a clear mindset, and then I just really enjoyed. It. I thought they did it really well. A lot. I seen a lot of hate for it, but they were like, "Oh, it's just because of the name." Like if the, if if that Child's Play movie had a different name, I think more people might have liked it. The ones that hated it. Like if, if it was just called Buddy. Buddy, or just nothing, nothing to touch the franchise at all. Name. Or anything, even if the doll wasn't called Chucky, if it just had a different name. But a I think it, it should have been called like Buddy or Good Guys. Yeah, but so it, it, that. or like Friends. Either way, it didn't bother me though. I thought it was good. I really, I really enjoyed it actually. It's actually, honestly, I'd have to go back and rewatch the Child's Play movies, but I like it better than the last few they made. I will definitely say that. Okay. Really? Yeah, and I I did enjoy um Curse of Chucky. I enjoyed the Cold of Chucky, but I liked it better than those two. I don't remember the Bride of Chucky, but I probably liked it better than that. I don't remember the other one. What was the other one? Was it the Bride? Seed. Seed of Chucky. I'm not. I wasn't a big like. I wasn't a big fan of those ones. Those two were like my least favorite out of the whole franchise. I got to see the f- the third one again. I watched, recently watched the first two. What did you think of the first two? Loved them. Okay. Love them. I love them too. I love them all. Yeah, as a whole, I do, but like I said, you know, in my list, it would probably go, as of right now, probably part one, then part two. Part three, I don't remember, so I have to rewatch that. So I'll just say the new one, slash part three, because I don't remember. And then, uh, which one was the last? Colt was the last one where he had the big. Yeah. Colt, then yeah. Curse. And then the other two, you can put them in any order because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have no clue what Seed and Bride. Oh, yeah. I love Bride of Chucky. I think it's so cool. I didn't see it in years, though. I know Seed I definitely didn't like. I I like Seed for what it is. Seed added a lot to what Curse and Colt are. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of really sped up that. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I don't particularly like uh, Glenn. Or Glinda, yeah. um, but I think it was funny. It was definitely like, um, you know, like Freddy's Dead. Like that—that that was funny more than scary. Yeah. But now we're playing with power or Scream Three. Scream Three. Scream. <laughs> but what did you guys think of the new Chucky movie? Did you guys both like it? I liked it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that, you know, it's like kind of like you said, just go in it, you know, open-minded, you know, 
I think it did a good job of appreciating the originals, mm-hmm. but embracing the new. I feel like this talking voodoo doll, you know, wouldn't do. It, it would did wonders for us, but I don't know what it would do to this, you know, generation. This yeah. generation is so involved in technology and electronics, and I think it's just, you know, I think they tried to create something that would, you know, involve that generation more. And, or have that generation appreciate it. So I, I do like that, like, horror is trying to reach out to everybody. I think they did that in particular with this Halloween 18. You know, it, I think it was that was a big reach out to, like, a whole different generation to get into Hall- the Halloween movies. Agreed. Um, um, and I think that's kind of what this was for Child's Play. I think it was just, it was... Uh, Somewhat of a continuation, but they—it's just like, okay, we really like this idea, but now we're gonna head into this this direction with it. And I would totally watch more with the this buddy doll. Me too. You know, I I, I love the ending. I thought there was a lot of really interesting and um, very cool little kills. kills. Um, I like that more. The, you know, I like that the the doll kind of adapted to things and yes. started to pick up on like slang and 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 use humor through that. This is uh, Tupac. Um, That's very yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought, like, surprising. Honestly, I thought the acting was great. I thought the yeah. his neighbor was really. I liked that character. Um, the kid did a great job, and mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza was a did a really good job. Yeah. At um, so in that sense, like, there's really nothing. I don't really have anything bad to say. And they kind of dove more into Andy's mom's. Um, you know, backstory in a little bit, not backstory, but necessarily like her character development. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, she's trying to, she's trying to get out. Mm-hmm. She is trying to sit up on some dick. Yeah. <laughs> Andy keeps fucking it up. Get on that dick. Yeah. But it kind of like showed, like, okay, well, yeah, not, it kind of for me explained a little more, like, okay, the dad's definitely not around. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's died or if he's gone or what, but like, he's just, he's not even in it. So I thought that was cool and a little definitive. Yeah. For that character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great. They did a really good job, though, with that movie. As you guys said, the acting was really good. The kids. I'm liking how a lot of these horror shows and movies are involving kids a lot more, though. Absolutely. I think that's cool. Look at Stranger Things, man. That amazing show. Absolutely. Did you guys what cry? You... What? Did you guys cry? I had a tear in the corner of my eye, but it didn't go down my face. That's good. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I was okay. I thought I was going to, but everything turned out okay. What did you guys think of the end of that, as far as the after the credit scenes, I'll say? Season two. Um, I think... I think that Hopper's in, you know, in, in, in a cell in, in Russia somewhere. Me too. I think they were able to grab him. It's either they were able to grab Hopper and keep him in his cell in you know Russia, or like he's in the uh, upside down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He was somehow pulled through the portal. Because that that one part, as we all seen, where he's like you know, says it in their language. This is the that's the American or whatever. I'm just like okay, so everybody's thinking it's Hopper. Yeah. My only thing is, what if it's I. I'm sure it is him. You know he's going to be in the next season, but just imagine if it wasn't him. Who would it be? It's, I was just like, who the fuck would it be? Like, nobody else I thought about like, his friend, the nerdy guy, that had like, the bald guy with the beard. Yeah. 
Like, I was just like, unless they somehow captured him or had to trade his life to, you know, keep some secrets. I don't know. I don't know. I thought about that. I was like, he's the only other person I can think of that they might have. You know, unless unless there's Eleven's dad. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, if they have him somehow or something like that. I thought, what if it was Joyce? Like, somehow they get one other writer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What, what if, like, that's later on? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, the, time, thing, the timeline could be way off. Like, what if that was, like, a some sort of a preview for, like, hey, they ended up they ended up going and capturing Joyce and Will and all this. She was away. one of the ones down there, yeah. too. So, like, yeah, that's a good point. Ooh, inter- that shit. Season four is gonna be great. I can't wait for that yeah. shit to come out. I think they're only doing the one more season from Which is good. I'm glad that they're not oh, yeah. dragging it on. Like don't well, do ten seasons. Don't do the Walking Dead, man. Just these keep fucking it kids yeah. are blowing up. That's ben the has been in everything. Yeah. Bobby Brown. The kid who played Eddie, um, and it is very similar to that. Like he was in the Shazam movie and he's blown up like Sturdy yeah. was saying, all these young kids are starting to blow up. And it's, it's really good. Because Finn was in it. Yeah. Getting them in the horror. That's like that's a dope thing right there. You're getting them in the horror. And then with Stranger Things, you're getting kids to watch horror because it's not too over the top. Yeah, exactly. Like my son watches it and loves it. Which I think is just awesome. And it's yeah. it's it brings you back to that feel I mean, I know I was a, we were all babies or little kids then in the eighties, but it brings you back to that feel of just that nostalgia and it, I just love it or just the, the from the movies that we watched I mean I couldn't tell you how many times though like <clears throat> I remember I know talking to my friends like oh dude you remember that Goosebumps show do you remember that Tales from the Crypt show yes remember that Tales from the Crypt episode you know we still talk about that this generation is gonna be like do you remember that Stranger Things episode where they mm-hmm. did this and this when we were kids and like wasn't that cool it's just like the <clears throat> How cool is that, that? That like they get to grow up with Stranger Things. Like man, we didn't have that shit. Just a couple of clicks. Yeah. And and you're on the flicks. There you go, <laughs> Netflix. But yeah, yeah that cool. that show was so well. Done. A lot of people bash season two. I got to go back and rewatch that. I'll probably rewatch the whole series with my wife again. But I didn't have an issue with any. There was no. There's no season that stands out as bad in my opinion. I thought they were all great, but. Oh, I agree. They all are a little different, you yeah. know, and that they all have kind of different feels. You know, the first one, those kids are so innocent. The second one, all of a sudden, these kids develop, like, feelings, like, girl. They start falling for girls. And the third one's them literally kind of growing up, yep. you know, yep. developing relationships outside the group and, you know, doing all – it's cool. It is. And it's a different season, like, literally, like, you know, season outside Mother Nature – Yep. Each, which is cool. Each, each I like that part, too. I guess, if you will. Yeah. Instead of it being, say, around Halloween every single time, it's like, no, this shit's still going right. on. Right, dude. It's very cool to me. So with a uh, basket case, how many baskets would you give this movie? How many wicker baskets out of ten would you give this movie? I'd give it six and a half wicker baskets. Uh, because it is it is very good, and a lot of people I think would give it way lower than that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the commoner, and um, it's you know, like I said, when it comes to B movies, it's up there. Yeah, I give it a seven. 
wicker baskets out of out of ten. I think that like what I appreciate about the movie is like how much heart it had. You know, like the the, the actors, the director. You know, like they all had you know, the same idea, like, this is our movie, we're gonna make it fun, it's gonna be a horror story, but it's gonna be a horror story for everyone, mm-hmm. and, um, I love that shit, and I love when people, like, don't give a fuck about, like, what other people think, and they just go out there and create their own art, and, yep. um, I don't know, I think that, I appreciate that more, I love, I'm a huge effects guy, I thought the effects in this movie were amazing, um, so I, I'll, I give it a 7 out of 10. Nice, nice. I'm going to give it a solid six. Fun-ass fucking movie. Had titties in it. Oh, yeah. And, um... Real-life ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't, uh... I think my, my biggest issue, honestly, was the screaming in it. Just, I felt it was a little... <laughs> I thought it was a little bit too much and too over-dramatic with the screaming. Not just with the thing, but just with everybody that screamed in the freaking movie. But other than that, I had a real, real good time with it. And it's something I would really love to see remade. I just think they, I think if it's in the right hands, the right director's hands, the right team's hands, they can remake it and make it look good. And don't do too much bullshit with it. No, none of that CGI shit. If you do use it, don't do it too much. Yeah. But I prefer not at all. It's practical effects. And, yeah, I think it would be good. And I also think they should come out with a figure or something. A little Actually, bust. Arrow, for a while, we... we or at the Nightmare Shop, we had um, these arrow enamel pins of Belial, like, popping out of the basket. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we, we, we haven't gotten our hands on some in a, in, in a little bit. Dude, they were flying off the shelves. Yeah. And just like those figures would be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's real cool. Even I mean, you can even add on the figure if it adds, like, a little thing in the back. You can push it up and down so you can go up and down, up and down, open, close, or you can have it just stay open. Yeah, that would yeah that'd be amazing. But uh, I'm gonna try to get some sleep, guys. So you guys wanna do some end of show plugs? Heck yeah, yeah totally, dude. Um, so yeah, as I said, we're the Nightmare Shop. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the dot Nightmare dot Shop at Twitter at underscore Nightmare underscore Shop. Uh, you can find all our stock at the Nightmare Shop LLC masks records. Movies, wallets, accessories, all sorts of awesome horror shit for your ultimate collection. You can also check us out on SoundCloud if you like listening to us talk about horror stuff where we talk about every so often. And uh, you can also find our events and where we're going to be at um, coming up soon. We got uh, an event called Toy Man Show in Bridgeton, Missouri with um, R.A. Mihailoff and Wyatt Weed and uh, local paranormal activity group like they go out there they do research in st charles and do ghost tours and stuff so that should be fun check that out and then uh late night grindhouse we got next week with destroy the brain uh you can find them at destroythebrain.com and they're showing uh toby hooper's funhouse man yeah yeah it'll be fun and um october 11th and 12th and we'll be there too and then um we'll also be at the heavy anchor for Destroy the Brains Horror Trivia Night, ninth year anniversary, where we are donating um, surprise prizes. Um, surprise in the fact that no one knows what the fuck they are yet, besides us. And uh, if you show up, it's 10 bucks for a team, teams of five, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Just October 18th. 
That's awesome. You can find all the details on our website. That's great. I'm gl- I'm glad you guys are doing so much with this th- horror stuff and with your guys' horror store and all that. That's awesome. Happy for you guys. Keep killing it. Thank you. Thanks, man. And everybody that's listening to this episode, definitely go follow them. Check out all their stuff. Great guys. They love horror like we all do, so definitely go and support them. Thanks for listening to the show. You know where to find me, Facebook. I have a group and a page called Horror with Sir Sturdy. I have a YouTube channel, Horror with Sir Sturdy, where I'm starting to do more videos now. Um, Let me think, what else, what else? <clears throat> horror underscore with underscore Sir underscore Sturdy is my Twitch. Sir underscore Sturdy is my PS. Sir underscore Sturdy is my PSN. And if you ever want to be on an episode, shoot me an email, horrorwithsir.sturdy. Again, that's horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Shoot me an email if you want to come on the episode, talk some horror, and we'll go from there. As always, I'll see you.